Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, FM 104.5, 106.1, live streaming today, IRLoneStar.com. This is also YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Conroe Culture News, and we are broadcasting live out of downtown Conroe, Conroe Tower, Conroe City Hall. So today uh, we're going to talk about people running in the primaries. Uh, in the first segment will be David Eason for Conroe uh, Constable, I'm sorry, it's not Conroe, it's uh, Montgomery County Constable Precinct 2, and in the second half will be Kent Chambers, who's running for the Ninth Court of Appeals. And uh, you may be aware that voting starts primary, the per, oh, gosh, I am so tongue-tied today. Early voting starts February 20th through March 1st, and election day for the primaries is Tuesday, March 5th, 7 to 7 at your location. So, of course, early voting, you can go to any of the early voting places and vote. So if you're closer to one in the Woodlands and you live in Conroe or Willis or wherever, go to the closest one or downtown Conroe and drop by and go vote because voting is very important. So this show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic and the Lake Conroe Realty Group. Uh, Stacy Roger, Dr. Stacy Rogers is located at 3033 West Davis by Conroe High School in Taco Bell, treating anyone and everyone from infants to seniors, athletes to professionals with a holistic approach to not only relieving pain, but achieve optimal health. Dr. Stacy Rogers hosts certifications in adjusting extremities, arm, legs, hands, feet, clinical nutrition, prenatal and pediatric care. For new patients, if you have not seen her or her other three physicians, it's only $37 to go see her, get an analysis done with x-rays, and every bit of it goes back to CASA, Kids Under the Child Welfare System in Montgomery County. The Lake Conroe Group with Vinnie Sinisi serves the greater Montgomery County for buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Why Vinnie Sinisi? Well, because it's an easy name to remember. Fat Tuesday would be tomorrow. Fat Tuesday is coming up, and that means 40 days until Easter. And if you don't have time to go to a church service for Ash Wednesday, you can get your ashes to go at Tree of Life Lutheran Church on Wednesday, February 14th from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Volunteers will help you in the drive through lane at 3201 North Loop 336 in Conroe. West Side Story is coming to the Crichton Theater. Well, they're actually already there. They had their opening weekend this last weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it's going to continue for three weeks till February 25th with an amazing cast of experienced actors. If you haven't seen this show, I'm sure you've heard about it. It involves two gangs in the New York's West Side, hence West Side Story, and it's a musical romantic drama. Don't miss it. Get tickets now, crichtontheater.org. The Conroe Go Texan Parade is this coming Saturday. 
you may even see some of the people running for office there and go shake their hands. But there's going to be a lot of people. It's a lot of fun. Weather should be great. That's this Saturday, February 17th, starting at 1 p.m. throughout the streets of downtown Conroe. It's absolutely free to be a spectator. And I believe it's too late to register if you don't already have an entry, but you can contact the Conroe Chamber to find out more information about that at conroe.org. Uh, the Conroe Symphony Orchestra is also performing at 2.30 that day, this coming Saturday, at First Methodist Conroe, 4308 West Davis Street. And the, if you haven't listened to the Conroe Symphony, you really need to go. They have changed things up a bit in the last year and a half, and uh, I think you will enjoy it. The kids will enjoy it as well. Friday, February 23rd, Congressman Morgan Luttrell will have his red, white, and blue rally event at Honor Cafe starting at 5 p.m. There is no fee, but you have to register. You have to RSVP that you're coming. So, again, that is Friday, February 23rd. Go on any of his, on his website or his socials and find out how to register for that. Veterans of Foreign Wars, VFW 4709 in Conroe, is having their second annual gala, Red, White, and Boots. You see there's a little theme here in today. <laughs> on Thursday, February 22nd at the Springs event venue. And again, you can go on their socials to find out about that, Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and also just Google VFW Post 4709 to get involved in that because they really need people to help with their scholarship program, their building repairs, and their canteen, which is their commercial kitchen. And it's also time to start getting ready because Arbor Day is coming up and they give away free tree saplings. And that's going to happen over at Founders Plaza Park on the corner of Metcalf and Main. Saturday, February 24th from 8 to noon or until supplies run out. I still have some in my yard, even through the freeze. So, you know, go, go check it out. And if you happen to miss that one, they're having another tree giveaway at the HEB in Willis through the Montgomery County Master Gardeners Association on Saturday, March 2nd from 8 to 1 or until all the trees are adopted. So with that, we're going to take a short break. And we're going to hear about Constable Precinct 2 um, election. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at TeamSinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. 
That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. And we are back. I am sitting across the table right now from David Eason, and you are currently uh, an officer at Constable's office, Constable DeForest, Precinct 2, correct? That is correct. How long have you been there? I uh, transitioned over from the Sheriff's Office to Constable Precinct 2 in January of uh, 23, last year. Oh, okay. So fairly new. And how long were you with the Sheriff's Department? Uh, I was at Harris County Sheriff's Office for 10 years, and before I came up to Montgomery County, uh, where I was at Montgomery County Sheriff's Office for 15 years. So you've had a big career in law enforcement. 26 years. So now you're moving, you're hoping to move into the constable, or you're already in the constable's office. You're hoping to move up. Correct. I'm uh, the, currently the chief deputy over at Constable Precinct 2, so I run the day-to-day operations, our civil division, our patrol, our criminal investigation, our uh, administrative services. I run the, the entire office at this time. So it just makes sense to move up to the next role, correct? correct? Yes, ma'am. And that's what you're hoping to do. So... Why? <laughs> well, what's your big why? That's a good question. Um, you know, <clears throat> you know, I've always been a servant leader. I, I love being a police officer, really, because I love to help people. I mean, that that's the that's the bottom line. Um, you know, I have a strong foundation in my my belief in, in Jesus, and uh, I'm a Christian conservative. That's the way I grew up. I grew up here in Montgomery County, in Precinct Two. My folks uh, live in the cut and shoot area. They still do. And so that was the, uh, my father was a police officer for 50 years. And it's a natural progression. It's just a natural progression. And so um, I, I feel like I could, uh, I could serve the community better if I had the ability to uh, lead that office in that direction and be an example for, for, for everybody who works underneath me. Okay. So I, you would probably are very close to Gene DeForest. Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I am. you see him that often? I see him every single day. That, okay. man, that man comes to work uh, every single day. and um, He smiles a lot. He does. <laughs> I, you know, I ran against him in 2020. Uh, we didn't know each other. He, he knew my father just because they've been in law enforcement here in this county for so many years. But I didn't know him. And, and then through that, that 2020 election, we got to know each other. He learned my character he learned my, my qualifications and my experience and uh, realized that, that he wanted to bring that experience over to his agency and put a fresh set of eyes on things. So, so he hired you. So he hired me. I came in as his captain, and then when our chief deputy uh, retired, I, I moved up to chief deputy. Does he endorse you in he, your candidacy? Yes, ma'am, he does. Okay. Well, that speaks volumes. It does. Do you have other endorsements? I do. I'm also endorsed by uh, retired Sheriff Tommy Gage, retired Sheriff Joe Corley, uh, Sheriff Don Sal, uh, the Houston Police Officers Union, the um, and uh, a couple others. I can't remember right Sounds now. Sounds like Wesley Doolittle. Well, you guys have a similar, we're, we're similar, different yeah. positions, right. but uh, similar endorsements. Right. Yeah, Ken Ken Wolfler with the uh, uh, the founder of the National Constables and Marshals Association. And you know, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of those endorsements. Those are people that uh, that have been community leaders for, for and done great things in this county for years and years. So I'm very proud to have those endorsements. Okay, so let's say you get the role. You, the people elect you for mm-hmm. that office. Would you keep things the same or make some changes, or what do you envision? 
So, uh, you know, the constitutional duty for a constable's office is to serve civil process and mm -hmm. to maintain a bailiff for the jail. So those are, those are things that you have to do well. And so, you know, civil process has got to be proficient and, and professional. And so, you know, keeping, keeping those things as, as a, a job duty that's inside of our wheelhouse is very important. Um, you know, <clears throat> it's from running in 2020 from the outside, you know, you can say a lot of things, you know, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that. But you really have no idea until you're on the inside and to, to see how everything's operate. And there's not really one large identifiable area that needs to be changed. There's, it, it's a lot of little things. So what I, what I realized coming into this was it's, it's little streamlining of police services, streamlining of, of service to you know, civil process. It's, it's tweaking the budget to make sure we're fiscally responsible for the taxpayers. It's a lot of little things. And so Gene DeForce has done a great job for a lot of years and he brought me in to put a fresh set of eyes on these and bring some uh, some knowledge and in, in technology and because the county has some amazing technology that this at our fingertips so we just want to be able to utilize those take things like and ask me if you don't understand this stuff but you know we have a computer system called Spillman that that all the report systems go into all of our all of our data entry is made into it and so we can pull that data out and we can identify things like areas of, you know, hot spots for criminal activity, and we can actually target those areas. Instead of just having random patrols, we can actually push police officers into those communities. Be specific. To, to reduce crime and make people feel safer in their homes. So you would then partner with other law enforcement? We do. City, uh, we, county, all of that. We, we do that on a daily basis. 70% uh, of, of Precinct 2 is in the city of Conroe. In Connor PD's area, mm -hmm. the rest is in the county, and so we work with these with these folks and these other agencies on a daily basis. We do uh, you know operations with our Internet Crimes Against Children, uh, where we partner with these other agencies and we you know we arrest and put people in jail who uh, who prey on our children. So you emphasize what your role is specifically, and what you're saying right now is a little bit out that out of the box of what your normal duties are, but you're adding more right. to that. Is that correct? We, we still have uh, the, the same powers of policing as any police officer in the state of Texas, and so you uh, have them, but they're not required. Is that well? They are. Or are they, they are required? We're we're okay. sworn to uphold the law and and to keep the peace, and so that's what we do. We do serve civil process, but we also have a, a patrol division on the evening shift. So when we can't make contact during the day to serve these papers, we push those to the evening shifts. Well, okay. when they're not doing that, we're not necessarily tethered to being call responsive like the sheriff's office and Connor PD is. Sure. We can assist them. But you can assist. We can assist them so in anything they need. So, for instance, let's say um, if uh, people are out rehearsing for the theaters mm -hmm. late at night and there's been some activity in the parking lots and breaking into cars, you can assist with that or have somebody kind of keep an eye on it absolutely so to speak and we we do bait operations with uh, jointly with other with other agencies we just did one not too long ago for the christmas time where we put uh connor pd's uh bait car into the parking lot and we put some packages in there and we you know we, we try to make sure that the crime if we see somebody in the area hmm. that's targeting the vehicles because of of packages and gifts sure. inside there that we uh that we we do things like that with other agencies all the time Okay. To reduce well, crime. That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting because 
I had heard that you don't do that. <laughs> so, we do. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're really good. Uh, so what are some other things you would do to improve the safety of our residents? Improve the safety? Um, I think, you know, the mutual aid that you have with other agencies is, is paramount. I think that casting that criminal network across the county is what, what law enforcement does well. And communication is key, obviously. Uh, yeah. And so having that communication with these other elected officials and their agencies and sharing information broadly across uh, the county is what really keeps people safe. And, you know, like I said, when we can take that data and we can target these, these hot spots, these criminal activities, and we can put police officers in there so we're not just randomly driving around looking for crime or an opportunity for crime, then we can really focus on these areas that, that there's a need for law enforcement Use presence. your time wisely. Absolutely. And, and that, that, you know, that filters across from one agency to the other because we all do that. We all work together. We realize that years and years ago that we, we this is not my piece of the pie. We have to, we have to get together yeah, right. and, and take a joint effort at, at protecting the citizens. Well, I know that uh, Sheriff Rand Henderson has put a lot of different things in place over the last several years yeah. to make residents more safe. Yeah, and I worked for him. Um, you know, I worked for Tommy Gage first, and then when, mm-hmm. when Sheriff Henderson took over, uh, you know, I worked for him in criminal investigations. I was a criminal investigator for 15 years, and so uh, I worked persons and property. I worked uh, the, the task force for five years, so I'm very familiar with bait operations and how to address those those crime mm-hmm. trends. And I worked in homicide and violent crimes for seven years. So, um, you know, I'm well versed on on what to look for and what it's not necessarily important to about what somebody does, but why they did what they did. And there's a, there's a lot of components that go mm-hmm. along with figuring out what how crime happens and how it progresses. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So we've talked about what your role would be and how uh, you've already been in office there, uh, there with, under the constable's office for a period of years. You've worked for the sheriff's department and how you think it's important to partner and necessary with other law enforcement agencies. So how is your role um, or experience different from your opponents? Well, I, I mean, you both have different characters you bring to it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and this is we're two guys running for an open seat. And, and it, well, yeah, it it's a job. It, it it's a it's job. a job. So not I don't want to hear mm. how he's inferior, but sure. I want to know the difference of the two of you. What are the differences? Well, well first, if you know anything about me, I don't I, I don't. Uh, I'm not here to knock anyone else. What are, I'm here I mean, to experiences express and things what, like that. Yeah. How is that different? So I went over to the constable's office to uh, to get experience in the job that I was applying for. I think that it's important to um, to to be experienced and actually have hands-on experience in the role that you that you want. And so that's why I went over there. So I know how to serve civil process. That that is our constitutional duty. So we have to do that. I know how to. I know how to be a criminal investigator. I know how to. I've worked the jail. I've worked patrol. I've worked CID, um, and now I'm an administrator. So I do you know administrative stuff on a daily basis, which really consists on uh, putting out fires. <laughs> so you know how that goes. And so you know we. Uh, you know I have the experience of of being able to learn from these people over there. You know we've got some. Uh, you know we've got some guys there that have years and years of experience and we've been able to retain those people over there because 
you know, we focus on what our, what our job is and we create that environment because people don't quit their jobs. They quit their managers. And so that's why we've had mm-hmm. that retention at our office and we retain that experience too and that training. And so I went over there to see what the job was like. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was surprised when I got there because I'm, I'm great at criminal law, but civil law was something that I needed to brush up on. And, and I've, come leaps and bounds in that in that area so it makes I'm you very, more well-rounded yes I'm very blessed to be to have this the opportunity to to go over there and learn feet on things. the ground absolutely inside what do you want people to know about you I think um I think you know going out and speaking in these forums uh you get three to five minutes to say you can't learn anything about people's character and so you know learning somebody's character and why they want to be in the position that they're in, whatever position that may be, I think is the most important reason for why we do what we do. I don't care about titles. I don't care about uh, positions of, you know, importance. I don't care about that. What I want to do is I want to better the community. I want to take my experience and my compassion for people and because that's why we're doing this job in law enforcement. It's not to, you know, we do put bad bad guys in jails and we vindicate you know, victims, and we do what, what we do to try to bring balance to the the good and the evil in the world. And so my heart is good. And so I want to do, I want that to transfer out to the community. And the best way that I know how to do that is being in a position where I can be, I can leave a footprint in, in Montgomery you County. You can influence because, what happens. Right. I, I live here. I love this place. I love this county. You know, I grew up in Cut and Shoot. And so, you know, I've seen this, I've seen this county grow I mean, it's explosive growth, and so you right. know that that's one of the that's one of the things that that precinct two really needs to pay attention to is we need you know a ten year projection on on population growth uh, growth multifamily housing because it will impact police services in the future, mm-hmm. and you can't just look to next year or three years or five years. You need a real projection on what the population is going to be because police fire EMS is all going to be impacted need by roadmap. right yeah we need we need the infrastructure and we need to know where where we're going well and as growth comes so does crime yes it does unfortunately right? yes it does we, can't we all just get along <laughs> <laughs> i wish we could <laughs> okay so you say that they can't really get to know you in two to three minutes which is very true you know um where's the next place they can talk to you or how would they communicate with you Somebody that wants to know more and make wise decisions before they vote. Sure, I, I am. Uh, I'm available um, if anybody wants to speak to me. We have a couple of forums coming up. One is this Thursday at the Knights of Columbus Hall on 1488, mm-hmm. and um, to, I, I'm sorry, I don't know where the next one is, but it's next week. I think it's. Um, I'll think of it here in a second. Anyhow, um, it, people are willing to contact me through Facebook. They can email me at eastonforconstable.com. Uh, or gmail.com they can they can call me 936-344-1400 you want to call my phone I'll be happy to answer your questions and uh, let you know who I am as a person like I said I grew up here in this county and uh, I, uh, I I just want to I just want the ability to be able to help people and I'm doing that right now I'm doing that on a daily basis as the chief deputy over there and so I feel I'm very proud and I'm very proud to be able to have that opportunity uh, I'm a certain, like I said, I'm a servant leader, and I just want to continue to 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 do those things. And so, good Lord willing, I'll, I'll have that opportunity after March first. I mean, March fifth. I gotcha. Gotcha. 
so what would that be like if let's say your opponent were to win you would Mm -hmm. be working for him right underneath him not necessarily okay um those are the positions that i'm in right now the constable the uh chief deputy and the captain are uh, they're not protected by civil civil service and so those are appointed positions not promoted and so he could he could I'm sure that he would want those positions for the people that he would want to bring that in. Supported him. Sure. So I, I, would I be see. So that could be crazy, along. huh? It could be. <laughs> but, but who uh, knows? You got to be hopeful, right? Well, I'm hopeful and I have faith. So that's, that's all that matters. I'm very, I'm, I'm very much at peace at, at whatever happens. Okay. Well, I just had to ask the question. Sure. Because that just seems different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you have a, a a lot of good qualities, and you've been in law enforcement, and you have those relationships, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Anything else you would like to <clears throat> add? Um, you know, I, I, my platform points are pretty simple. Um, professional and proficient civil process, as we're obligated to do. Be a good steward of taxpayer dollars, which we're expected to do. Be transparent in our actions, which we ought to do and be a defender of the Constitution and protect people's constitutional rights, as I swore an oath over 25 years ago to do. So those are those are my simple platform points. We're, we're about simple honest, and direct. simple, direct, where our office is built on honor, integrity, you know, um, and, and so we will do what's right no matter mm-hmm. no matter what it is. I don't care what the situation is. It's just it's important to be open and honest about what's going on. We can hit it head on. But you got to be you got to be honest about what's happening. So, those are those are my simple points. So, we can we can talk about uh, anything you want, crime trends. We can talk about stats. We can talk about budget. If you if you've got the time, if you don't want to, um, all that stuff is available through our transparency online, Montgomery County, uh, through the county's website. And anybody who wants to know what we what we spend on our pencils and paper, they can send a uh, open records request to to our agency, and we will be happy to uh, share with you. Uh, we're an open book, so. Well, and that's the best way to be. Yes, ma'am. You know, then everybody knows where they're at. Yes, ma'am. You know where you stand. Well, thank you very much. And again, if you want to talk to uh, David Eason, you can go on Facebook, Eason for Constable, and the same on uh, your website, EasonforConstable.com, EasonforConstable at Gmail, correct? Correct. So that is so smart. It's consistency. (laughs) So just Google and find him or connect with him at the VFW Hall uh, on 1488. That was which day? Uh, that's this coming Thursday. Thursday, okay. And uh, he'll know by then where the next place is as well. Correct. So uh, I would definitely reach out one-on-one and talk to uh, the officer here. So If, if I may say one, one last thing here, I, I just wanted to take a moment to uh, thank everybody who has uh, been supportive in this, uh, my wife especially, Ashley. She's, uh, this is a very hard thing on a family. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to. Th- I want to thank uh, obviously Constable DeForest for his for his uh, trust in me, and his belief in me. And I want to thank the people who support me in this, and thank them for their for their support and for their vote. It's not easy, is it? It is not. And it takes a lot of thing. time. I have a new respect for anybody who runs for any public office. This is the hardest thing I've ever You've done. You've got to really want it. You got to really want it, and I want it. So. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate thank that. Thank you. 
Uh, so look for his information and uh, good luck. Thank you. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Team Sinisi is a proud sponsor of Conroe Culture News. Vinny Sinisi and his professional team provide comprehensive real estate services throughout the greater Montgomery County area and beyond. Whether looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, Team Sinisi has an impeccable reputation. Contact Team Sinisi for a great experience at teamsinisi.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-I-N-I-S-I.com. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. And we are back with the second uh, part of our show today. And uh, Kent Chambers is running for Ninth Court of Appeal, the primary. And is this a judge or yes. what is this? Okay, I thought it was. So you call the appellate courts uh, okay. justices. 
and you justices. call trial courts judges. Okay, because I was looking, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is like a, a judge-type situation. It, now, is this an – okay, so – Kent, how many, is this over 10 counties as well? It is. The same as like uh, Scott Goldman. Right, same court. Same court. So that's what's confusing to me. So I want, as soon as I introduce you, I want you to explain this to me and the role so that other people understand. Because if I'm confused, I'm sure I'm not alone. But I could be. I don't know. <laughs> so you are running for the Ninth Court of Appeal. It's a justice position, not right. a judge position. And who is your opponent? Kenna Seiler. Kenna Seiler. And she is also running for that. So there's, there's just the two of you. And, again, the primaries are upcoming. Uh, election day is Tuesday, March 5th. And voting starts February 20th through March 1st, early voting. And I just also want to say a disclaimer. Anybody's allowed to come on this show. They need to contact me to get on this show or on uh, Dick's show, one of his other shows, and talk about um, – their candidacy. So, with that said, I want please tell me what the role would be. Okay, so I'm a conservative Christian Republican running for Justice of the Ninth Court of Appeals, Place Four. Texas has 14 geographically uh, separated appellate districts. Ours happens to be number nine. The court sits in Beaumont. Uh, however, uh, it has four justices on it. Two of those justices are from Beaumont, so they work every day in Beaumont. Two are from the Conroe area, so they work over here in Conroe. And then when they hold court, which is once a week, uh, they sometimes do it here and they sometimes do it in Beaumont. So the reason why there's confusion and there, you're in good company, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> there's a lot of confusion on this. And that's because on your ballot, every time you vote, there's, you know, one person to vote for for president or one person for governor or senator or congressman or state rep or whatever. There's only one uh, race. You have a few choices, but you only cast one vote for those. But when it comes to judges, people have multiple judges that they vote for, and they kind of rotate because these terms are staggered. Mm -hmm. So uh, it can be kind of confusing. So at the lowest level in terms of uh, uh, level of controversy, we have the small claims court. And, of course, that's small claims, mm -hmm. and that's justice of the peace. Mm -hmm. Above that, you have county courts at law mm -hmm. and district courts, and there's several of those, and some do criminal and civil and uh, family. Above that, you have these 14 different district courts of appeals, and each one of those geographically has a different number of judges based on population and, and workload and things. We have... Four justices on our court. Scott Goldman is the chief justice. Place two is Jay Wright. Place three is Leanne Johnson. And place four is Hollis Horton. Hollis Horton, who's from Beaumont, is going to be retiring. And so Kenna and I are running to fill that seat. There's no Democrat in the race. So the race will be decided uh, in early voting in February and Election Day, March 5th. Okay. Well, that, that helps me because okay. I wasn't sure if uh, – Scott Goldman was retiring, and I would think not because I know he wanted that position. And I know Jay Wright was in there. Right. but So that helps me understand it a little bit more because you have different positions. Place four is what you are. Right. And Jay is place one? Two. Place, place two. It was chief okay. two, three, and four. Okay. Just, you know, the United States Supreme Court, we have nine justices. They work mm -hmm. together as a team, and, you know, they sometimes are 9-0. They're sometimes 5-4 or any right, number in right. between. Right, right. Could be. 
for the Court of Appeals, since we have an even number, it's randomly assigned a panel of three. So one sits out. That way it doesn't end up in a tie. And they're, they're, they work as a team, and they either end up three to nothing or two to one. And someone writes the uh, opinion of the majority of the court, and if someone wants to dissent, they can write a dissent. And another interesting fact is that while you are running um, in this race, a judge can't decide who they're endorsing, right? Ju- judges, justices, and judicial candidates cannot endorse other candidates or publicly support other candidates. It's unethical. Right. It's the and judicial, illegal? It's the judicial code of conduct. So it's unethical. And unethical. Right. right. Okay. So just want to throw that out as well. Okay. So you're right. So you are an attorney. You have to be an attorney. How long have you practiced law? Coming up on 35 years. That's a long time. Right. So this yeah. is your whole career of what you've been doing. Right. So okay. I went to law school. Um, I married young. I've been married 38 years. Uh, I started law school when I was 20. I turned 21 the next day, but I was 20 the day I started, and uh, I graduated when I was 23. I'm 58 years old, and I'm coming up on uh, 35 years of practicing law. So you started law school when you were 20, and you had to have already finished college, right? Uh, Baylor has a program where after your third year, you can apply, and if you get get, um, admitted, you can start early, and it's almost like a dual credit. Your, la- your first year of law school counts as your major, and then at the end of your first year of law school, uh, wow. you walk the stage and get your bachelor's degree, and then you only have uh, So two. you're a smart guy. Let's Thank just you. say yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So tell me why. What's your why about wanting to do this? Well, I, uh, I look at the direction the country's going and a lot of things sadden me. I grew up in a military household. I grew up in a Christian household. We respected the government. Uh, we had faith in God. We, uh, family was important to us. And all of those things are just being eroded in today's society. We've reached a point where we no longer are debating things about, well, how much of our budget is going to be spent on national defense versus uh, welfare programs or you know social programs, we've reached a point where we can't um, agree on anything whatsoever, and it just really saddens me. And so, I just it's been kind of on my heart the last few years, and then when COVID hit and the shutdowns were occurring, and I'm thinking, where's all the lawyers standing up and saying this is unconstitutional? All authority of these government agencies and entities and individuals comes from the people. And if we didn't give them the authority to shut us down, then they don't have that authority. And so it's been kind of just more and more on my mind. And so I talked to my wife and my daughters. We have four daughters. We have 10 grandchildren. I talked to the family about it and said, you know, I'm thinking about this because I have a successful law practice. I love what I do. I've tried about 150 cases. I've tried cases in 32 different counties, 65 different courts. I've handled about 35 to 40 appeals in nine of those 14 geographic courts of appeals, as well as the Texas Supreme Court. I win about 90% of my cases, and I really enjoy it. And so This is to run for office would kind of upset the apple cart. So, of course, I'm going to talk to the family. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to read Scripture. And I'm looking through the Scripture, and it's talking about um, 
you know, having differing gifts according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. That's in Romans 12. And I, I, I knew that was there, and so I looked it up, and I'm reading it. And I always read everything in context, and I continue reading, and I get to the bottom of Romans 12, and it says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I think that's kind of the, that's the battle we're in in this country right now. We're in a battle for the country. I went ahead and read the very first verse of chapter 13, and it mm-hmm. says, Submit to earthly authority, because there is no authority on earth except that which God established. And I thought, you know, when this letter was written to the Romans, Paul didn't insert chapter and verse numbers. It was a letter. Mm-hmm. So this is a, 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 a line of thought, and he's talking about using your gifts and overcoming evil with good and submitting to earthly authority. And I just thought, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to win this battle, we have to have good people, good and faithful servants in positions of authority. And uh, I don't want to be the, the, the servant who didn't use his talents and hid them in the earth. I want to be the servant that used the talents and gifts and abilities and experience that God gave hide me. Hide it under a bushel? Yeah, hide it, I'm not going to hide <laughs> it under a bushel, no. And so this was really on my heart. I sat the family down. And I shared all this with them, and they're like, you can't not run. You need to run. And that's, the, that's what, um, really what it comes down to. I'm running. Um, I don't know if, I'll, you know, I feel like God called me to run. I don't know if he called me to win. I guess we'll find out on March 5th. But I know that I was intended to run. If the people will have me, I'm willing to serve. I understand that feeling. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, so you're qualified. Um, you want to take on the role. And so what's next? Where can people hear you at a next forum? Are you going to be so, at the one on Thursday? Well, tonight, oh, the Wood tonight? Forest Area Republicans is okay. having a forum. Republican women? Mm-hmm. Well, it used to be Republican women. They just changed it to Wood Forest Area Republicans now. Oh, so it's a club And now. they meet at Harvest Market. <laughs> yep. Um, I believe it's at 6 or 6.30 uh, this evening. Um, there's some more forums. There's another one uh, Thursday. Did you say Thursday? Uh-huh. On 1488 the, VFW? Is yeah, the, the, the yeah. KC Event Center yeah. uh, hosted by, I want to say it's Texas Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce, and it's called An Evening with Hispanic Voters. Okay. And so would encourage all the, all the voters, Hispanic and otherwise, mm-hmm. to, to come out for that as well. So. Okay. So they can also reach you, um, Kent Chambers Campaign, KentChambersCampaign.com. Again, consistently. I love consistency. <laughs> and so you bring a different approach, but you both, your opponent, you both have to have the same qualifications and you would have the same role. But what do you think is unique to you? Well, first of all, the why, which I've already discussed mm-hmm. with you. In addition, um, I, have, uh, I have a lot of experience in a lot of different courts. So, you know, I mentioned I've tried about 150 trials. I've been in 65 different courts. So some of those courts saw turnover in terms of judges. Maybe someone retired or lost an election. So I've probably tried lawsuits in front of say, 70 to 75 judges. And I've been uh, in 32 different counties 
with trials, not just handling cases. I've handled cases. What, in what a is lot your of, what kind of cases do you normally handle? Civil cases, civil okay. trials. So both my opponent and I, um, you know, have focused on civil practice. Okay. Neither of us has tried a criminal case, for example. We've both dabbled. I, for example, I represent people that have a criminal prosecution going as well as a civil lawsuit against them. And I don't handle the civil. The, the, I don't handle the criminal case. I handle the civil side, but I work you with criminal with lawyers, yeah. um, and we have to coordinate our efforts so we don't step on each other's toes. But I, you know, like I said, neither of us has tried a criminal case. I'm board certified in personal injury trial law. Okay. And there's a process for that. You have to turn. You have to fill out an application, and you, you're vetted by the judges that you've been in front of, as well as the people you've tried your cases against. So your opponents in those lawsuits for the last five years when you apply, they weigh in on whether or not you were ethical and competent and qualified yeah. and honest and things like that. So you pass, you, you go through that process and then you take a all day long test. And I did that. And I'm board cert. I'm one of 1% of lawyers board certified in personal injury trial law. That just happens to be the area I've chose to be board certified in. Mm-hmm. Uh, only 6% of lawyers are board certified in anything. Uh, there's no requirement that you be board certified in any particular area to, to run for Justice of the Court of Appeals. It happens that uh, Justice Hollis Horton, who's retiring, is also board certified in personal injury and civil trial law. Hmm. Um, he's, he has two certifications, personal injury, which I have, and then civil trial. Uh, and he's retiring. None of the justices who are currently on the court were appellate specialists or had any judicial experience before we, they took the bench. And yet everybody agrees we have one of the best courts of appeals in Texas right now. And so there's no, there's no requirement that, oh, you have to be a trial court judge before you can be an appellate court judge, or you have to be an appellate specialist before you can run for the appellate court. It's pretty basic requirements. You have to be licensed a certain amount of time and have to be a certain age. But after that, it's just a matter of uh, comparing the qualifications of the candidates. And you ask what was unique about me. It's my breadth of experience across the state. Uh, doing what I do, I, I, I get a lot of cases sent to me by people that are in trial all the time. And they give me their most complicated, most serious cases and they're not maybe concerned about what venue it's in. So I get phone calls, hey, can I send you a case in Austin? Can I send you a case in Dallas? So I've tried. So you don't have to stay in Montgomery County. You can go right wherever. I have tried, uh, a, you know, a hand, a, a, several cases in Montgomery County. You don't get me wrong, but I've tried cases across the state as well. But you're licensed in the state of Texas. The whole so you can state. Go wherever. Can right. you go when, to other states or just Texas? No, I, I'm only licensed in okay, Texas. Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> there's some again, states that have reciprocity, but you, then you got to pay their dues every year. So yeah, that's just that. never been. You're fine. Yeah, Texas is a big state. Yeah. So, <laughs> so again, this would be over ten counties, right. right? Hardin, Jasper, Jefferson, Liberty, Montgomery, Newton, Orange, Polk, San Jacinto, and Tyler counties. And this is the appellate process. So this has already been tried somewhere, and this is civil. Civil cases? Civil, family, and criminal. Okay, so literally, it's all of it. It's literally, everything. Yeah, everything other than capital murder. I mean, if someone gets the death penalty in one of those 10 counties and they appeal it, it goes straight to Austin. So 
What, the, what happens is you have your trial where the witnesses testify and the exhibits are introduced and the jury reaches a verdict and the judge signs a judgment. Whoever loses or un, is unhappy with that can appeal, and the Court of Appeals has to hear the appeal and make a decision and vote and then issue a, its opinion, which becomes precedent. If they're still unhappy or if the other side is now unhappy and they appeal to uh, one of our courts in Austin, we have two high courts, one for civil and family cases and one for criminal. So we have a Supreme Court and then we have a Court of Criminal Appeals that's the highest court for criminal. They're both in Austin. But both of those can say, you know what, we don't think your case is important to the jurisprudence of the state of Texas, so we're not going to even take your appeal. So as a result, the courts of appeals, those 14 uh, geographic courts, usually are the last word on any given case. So because Austin takes very few cases. So it does handle, like we, I said, family, criminal, and civil cases. My background happens to be in civil. I'm board certified personal injury, but mm -hmm. I've tried a wide array of civil cases, you know, discrimination, house fires, defamation, you know, various things, uh, business disputes and things like that. I have, I have limited experience in the family law arena uh, as well as my opponent and no experience in criminal as well as my opponent. So it's really out of the four judges that are currently on them, three of them did the exact same thing that I do. One of them, Jay Wright, mm -hmm. did about 50% criminal and 50% civil. And so, so he has a little bit more criminal. A little, right. Yeah. But as, as I said, everybody agrees they're doing a great job. So what you do is you kind of, you get um, But you more, work together, you're saying, right. is what you told me. And we yeah. all took all those classes in law school, so it's a matter of getting reaccustomed to the areas of practice that you chose not to specialize in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. This is all very interesting, very <laughs> educational. Right. Uh, you know, I don't think many people know this information that you're sharing with me, and they may just blindly vote, and they need to be more educated on what the role is. Right. Right? Yeah. That would be good. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of the point of this. So uh, they can see you again coming up, two different opportunities this week. They can reach out to you on uh, your website or your socials, Facebook, Kent Chambers Campaign. Um, dot com or on facebook or whatever and is there anything else that i haven't covered that you would like people to know about you sure i started my own law firm when i was 28 years old so as i mentioned That's i young. get my cases from people that are from businesses that are in the courtroom a lot and they see their lawyers and they know who's got you know who's up to snuff and who's not and so I was 28 years old. I'd been a lawyer for about four and a half years. I had three daughters at home at the time. And I decided I, I've never been one to kind of go along to get along. And um, I decided to buck the system, I guess. And I went out on my own. And uh, looking back, I was, you know, what was I thinking? But I just felt led to do that. It was successful within about a year and a half. I had to call one of my friends from a, the law firm I had been working for. Um, and uh, added him to the firm and then added another and another. The wow, firm became good. known as Chambers, Templeton, Cashiola, and Thomas. And we had, I think it is Apex, 11 lawyers. We decided to open an office in the Houston area. That's what moved me. This was in Beaumont, Texas. I got my first job in Beaumont. Hmm. And so we moved to 
Kingwood, we were there for a few years, and then we moved on up to Montgomery County, where we've been for 17 years. That firm no longer exists. I'm still best friends with all those guys. Uh, and one reason it doesn't exist is three of those guys are now judges. Wow. So Mitch Templeton uh, is a Republican district court judge in Jefferson County. Steve Thomas is a Republican district court judge in Hardin County. And then an, uh, one of our associates, Gordon Freeze, is also a Republican district judge in Jefferson County. And I'm very proud of how successful the firm was, not only as lawyers, but now in the judicial mm-hmm. realm. That says a lot. In fact, I don't know if you remember, but the Kuntz cheerleaders – um, a, a few years ago, they wanted to ha- put a Bible verse on the little uh, banner that the football team runs through at the beginning of the game, and the school wouldn't let them do it. And so a lawsuit was filed. It ended up in Hardin County District ju- uh, Court in front of my former law partner, Steve Thomas, and he ruled in favor of the cheerleaders. Hmm. And it went through the Ninth Court of Appeals Hmm. Up to the Texas Supreme Court, the cheerleaders eventually, you know, cont- uh, it was upheld and they won. And our constitutional rights to express our religious beliefs in public was upheld. And we don't know what case is going to come before the Court of Appeals in the next nine months. I mean, hmm. nine, nine months. In the next six years. Excuse me. I've been on the campaign trail for nine months. <laughs> but the term yeah. is six years. We don't know what's going to be on. It, 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 what kind of cases term, are going to come six up? Years. Six years. Right. And... Uh, I just want to, I want to be there for an impact for good when the time arises. And I think about Queen Esther in the Bible, and the Jews were about to be annihilated, and her uncle Mordecai sent word to her, and he said, perhaps you were put in this position for such a time as this. And she ended up persuading the king to uh, allow the Jews to defend themselves, and they were not annihilated. And I just, that's what, that's why I want to serve. I just we need good people in positions of authority when the next case comes up that may be really really important to the Texas so jur- you're ready jurisprudence. And you're prepared. I am. You're ready to yeah. go. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing everything, all, all the uh, questions, who, what, when, where, how, absolutely, <laughs> what you do, all all of that. And I wish you success. And if Kenna wants to come on and talk, that's absolutely fine. We welcome uh, on my show or any of the other shows with Lone Star Community Radio. And uh, so get educated. Talk to Kent. Talk to anybody who's running um, personally or going to any of the forums that are upcoming. And I'm sure that if you go out (laughs) to early voting, you can find them there and you can talk to them there, too, before you go vote. So thank you for coming on and uh, good luck. All right. Thank you.